both the yeah. phone and you can get their service. I think it's like the first African American owned phone company. Phone company. Whoa. Yeah. Okay. I thought this was like some low key like. Nah, it's, it's pretty. Like yeah. if you're uh, if you're famous, you get one of these phones. Uh, <laughs> we can't talk about it. You know, like. No. No. On there, I've just got this iPhone seven. You know. <laughs> Welcome back to Your Story Matters, the podcast. I'm your host, Austin Williams. And on this bonus episode of the YSM podcast, you're going to hear from two buddies of mine. Their names are Darrell Steen and Aaron Ross. Darrell Steen currently manages Brand of a Champion. And you're going to hear more about that in this episode. And Aaron Ross is a former great NFL player, uh, first-round draft pick for the New York Giants. He's a two-time Super Bowl winner and national champion for the Texas Longhorns. And again, you're going to hear more about that throughout this episode. But uh, I just wanted to preface this one because it kind of happened last second. We had to set up in a, in a different space. So, uh, And also, I only have two microphones, and we had three people in total on the podcast. Plus, uh, I had shout-out Chris Rainey in the background sitting in there with us, and I thought that was just kind of fun anyway. So uh, it's a bit different. Audio is a bit shaky and different. You're going to hear tons of noises you probably hear the air conditioning unit look i know it's not it is not always going to be super professional but it's still a really fun episode tons of laughs you're going to hear about Darrell and aaron's uh come up in life and and how they grew up and and uh, you'll hear all about aaron ross's uh, nfl time and time with the texas longhorns as well so long story short it is a fantastic episode happened at the last second but wanted to go ahead and get it out to you this week and so uh, i'm glad you're i'm glad you're here listening hey don't forget make sure you subscribe if you haven't already and if you're on itunes rate us five stars it helps the show out tremendously and puts us out there if you love this episode make sure you share it with others if you want more people to hear about Darrell and aaron then this is the perfect way to do it let people know more about them through your story matters but with all that said let's jump into the show I okay, actually cool. had an iPhone, and um, we were in Jamaica before we got here, and my son was ready to get in the pool, and I wasn't thinking, and just walked straight into the pool and had my phone uh, in my pocket. Uh, oh, do you remember dang. the Do you remember the Razor? Yes. Yeah. yeah. The, the Motorola yeah. Razor, dude. I had just gotten it, and I was so proud, and I felt so above everyone, and <laughs> I was like, man, I've got this, you know, Razor. It's no big deal, y'all. I'm 16, mm, got a Razor. Yeah. And uh, my TD, my best friend, pushes me into the pool. When it, like I put it in my pocket, and I was like, "Dude, what do you think?" And I put it in my pocket, and he just pushed me. <laughs> That's what I'm saying, man. Like we're we're not about to cry over each other. That's not gonna happen. <laughs> not gonna happen. But he's still like he's still my best friend. Oh, he's, still my, man. he's the worst best friend I've ever had. He's the only one I got. Uh, you go. You got it. Of your, your razor. Let's see if you raise yeah. the waterproof. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> now. I don't know if that was like him being jealous or God being like, shut up. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was both. It was both. Yeah. yeah. God used him. Yeah. I'm telling you. Wow. Broken imperfect vessels. Exactly. Like, like exactly. Yeah. Dude, exactly. we're preaching right now. I mean, this is good stuff. It's a pretty your prod. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Aaron, when you get done, would you be willing to race me in the parking lot? Race you? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, I'd probably pop my hamster. Yeah. 
Dude, Aaron and Tony would probably lap him three times before he finished one lap. Whatever, dude. I ran like a 3 2 in the 40, I think it was. <laughs> Do you know, joke, though? Ooh. I ran a six. It's no big deal. <laughs> six. Six, six yesterday. Flat. Six flat, dude. Yeah, I'm basically a Payne Manning. <laughs> Just without the arm or height or anything. Is it working? I told you about, um, I told you about my football career. Oh, yeah. 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 Pretty impressive. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, because I'm a quarterback, yeah. you know, so, I mean, I'm not saying I can. You were a quarterback? Yeah. Why is that funny? <laughs> I'm just serious asking. You really play I was a quarterback, yeah. So, my, okay, this is, this is legit, okay? Uh, this isn't a lie. So, this is, uh, so my very first play ever. Yeah. Ever in, in my high school career. Like, I'm thinking, so these guys and I were like, we grew up playing together. Okay, we were pretty solid. We played for the Beulah Bulldogs. Oh, yeah, we, we, we played them. Okay, so mm-hmm. that, was, that was my squad. And <laughs> we dominated. So, most of us went to the school, Chapel Hill High School. We were the Panthers. Mm-hmm. And I was so proud. I was like, man, we're going to dominate. I'm telling you, when we get to yeah. varsity, like, they're going to be like, that's the team. That's the they're, team. they're the chosen ones. <laughs> yeah. So our first, like, practice, you know, during the offseason, and, like, this always ends up being an illustration, but we're not doing that today. Anyway, so <laughs> I uh, – sucks. So, uh, dude, first play. Okay, we get to the game. First play, we were playing Villarica High School. Mm-hmm. And my first play was a play-action rollout. I stopped, and my, my, one of my buddies' name, we called him Pop, was wide open. And I, I mean, I, I could have like done a dance and then thrown it, and, <laughs> and it hit him just right there. Uh, Score a touchdown, like sixty yard. I'm like, dude, I'm Tom Brady. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah, no big yeah. deal. Sign me up, coach. <laughs> we, we, so we were up. We missed the extra point, but we, we were up <clears throat> six to nothing in that game, and then uh, we lost. We lost that game, forty five to six, and then we never scored another touchdown the rest of the season. <laughs> and I, and I, and I cracked my sternum. And then I never played again. So that's my football career. Wow. Started off great. I was about to say, you had a great first play. Dang. Thank you. Thank you. Dang. Crack sternum. Oh, oh man. man. Just wanted to get that Steve out there. Steve McNair came back from a crack sternum, though. Who did? Steve McNair. Eric McNair. Yeah. Well, I'm, see, I learned real quick I'm not Steve McNair. <laughs> <laughs> My destiny was to preach and do podcasts, okay. and that was pretty okay. much it. There we go. There we go. And you know what else told me that? It wasn't just cracking my sternum or, or sucking at being a quarterback. It was also that I stopped growing at 5'6". So that pretty much <laughs> for me. Yeah, like, like Kyler Murray is way taller than I'll ever be. You know what I'm saying? And he's probably the shortest guy in the NFL. <laughs> Man, and they they straight they were like, oh, he's like five eleven, nah. dude. My dog's five <laughs> eleven. He's five eleven. Yeah, okay, so uh, a little soft intro here today. We have Darrell, and we have Aaron, and I'm gonna let them tell you a little bit about who they are. So, Darrell, if you want to go ahead and just if you want to throw out some about what you're doing, talk about Ross Elite, talk about who you are and how you got to where you are. All right, sure. Uh, I'm Darrell Steen. Um, I have a nonprofit organization called Brand of a Champion, uh, where we basically provide uh, academics preparation for youth athletes. Uh, we also do skill development. Um, we provide life skills. Uh, we try to get them involved in the communities with social work. Um, yeah, and I'm from actually I'm from San Antonio, Texas. Just moved here a little over a year and a half ago. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's awesome. How was that move? Um, it was it was an adjustment. Yeah. Yeah. A little different. Yeah, a lot different. Is it as hot in Texas, or is it hotter? 
Or is right. it about the same? It's about the same. The weather's kind of the same. Yeah, it's a little bit more humid, I think, in San Antonio. I used to fly to Texas all the time, and that place is the flattest place. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, that's what I went looking for when I went to look for a house. Really? Yeah, We first when we first moved here, we lived in the Douglasville area. Uh, that's where I grew up. So. Yeah, it's a lot of hills, man. It's like every backyard has a cliff on it, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's scary. You know? So, yeah, when I moved to Villarica, that's what I was looking for, a flat land. I'm like, I need something flat. I always having kids over, so want them to run, yeah. train them, you yeah. know, work them out. You can't do that with a cliff in your backyard, man. It's very dangerous. Man. I don't understand why. It's crazy, man. I'm telling AJ, if I take you through Douglasville, well, well, my in-laws and music, oh, man, everything is a, it's scary, too, man. Oh, man, it's so scary. Dude, D-Vegas D- is crazy. I'm telling you, Douglasville. Now, that's my, I mean, I, I still love Douglasville. Yeah. I mean, I lived there for 10 years. That's my home. Hmm. But, I mean, uh, it's crazy. Now there aren't. I've never seen a cliff there, but you're probably right. I might just that's be what used it to. Feels. A I mean, I'm exaggerating, but that's what it feels. It's like. probably about a. I mean, you're used to flat. Yeah, you're looking lane. at like some ten foot drops. <laughs> <laughs> you're looking at some ten foot drops. You're looking at. A ten. You're looking it's like at. You a, stood at a, on a basketball goal and jumped <laughs> to the ground. That's how it is from your backyard, and then it just drops. <laughs> and then this, yeah, it's crazy, man. You're I've experienced it before in my life. I grew up in the city too, so yeah. you know we ain't. Yeah, I grew up yeah. without back. We ain't had no back. Yet. We ain't had no yards. <laughs> I grew up in the projects, right? Uh, ain't ain't no, no yards. Yard. Yeah. Everything here is a yard. Yeah. Nah, we didn't have no yards, man. Looking at a bunch of pavement. Street. Looking at some pavement and flat. Yeah. Flat. No. Yeah, no, no ten back, foot drop. No backyard. Man, that's the life. You ever grew up in the projects? No. I wish I could relate. I knew the answer to that. Yeah. <laughs> what, what would you have done if I'd been like, yeah, and then started going through this whole thing? <laughs> no, I would have I tried to connect with you right there. Oh, yeah. yeah. Dang it. I was going to see if you knew about like backyards in the project. No. Uh, <laughs> I, <laughs> Can't say that. I can tell you this. I, I did for two years live in a trailer park when I was five. Uh, okay, yeah. So, you know, kind of the same, but it yeah. was like... Um, it's a home, though. It was a home, yeah. Yeah, yeah see, I wish, man. See, I didn't know. That's the thing. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I had a trailer. I wish I had something I can call a home, man. I wish I had something. Chris. Yeah, man. Dude. I'm so glad I'm here. I don't know if, like... Here's the thing, Darrell. I don't know if you just won or if we all just lost from that. I think you, you know what? You win. I win in the end. Oh, my goodness. I win in the end. Have you thought about being a preacher? I've, I've been told I should. Bro, you got that. You, yeah. You've got it right now. I'm t- I just got saved when you were like, I'm telling you. Oh, man, I didn't even tell you about the backyard. <laughs> we hadn't even got to that we part. Even, you don't even know the half, man. You don't even know the half. Oh, Lord. I'm telling you. Nice so, um, no, can't relate. But, um, ah, man, that's rough. I'm telling you, here, there is this one thing, though. I, I didn't realize a trailer park was a trailer park. You know what I'm saying? Like, growing up in it. I mean, I was like five, six years old. So, for me, it was just fun. Me and my brother, you know, grew up riding around on bikes, you know, with a bunch of other sketchy kids and, you know, riding around. And uh, I remember one time, this has nothing to do with projects. It was just, maybe it's just who I am, but I convinced my brother to lay down in front of a speed bump and I told him I was going to hop over him. Yeah. I didn't. I drove right over his head with my bike. <laughs> Tire mark, the whole oh, thing. Man. Pretty messed up. Um, 
So no. All right. Well, Darrell, you won that exchange. All right, Aaron, you're next. Uh, <laughs> and I actually lived in the lived in the trailer, not a trailer park, but it lived in the trailer as well. Yeah. Yeah. So I can relate to the trailer. Okay. Um, Did you realize? Yeah. I mean, were you like, man, we're in a trailer, or was it like, who cares? Um, I didn't realize until I was older what I actually lived in. Mm. Um, during the time, it was like five of us in a trailer that's basically supposed to fit two people. So, wow. yeah, we lived in that. Dang. We had to build a, um, build a, I guess, like a little stand-up shower head mm-hmm. inside of it. And then um little toilet <laughs> right right next to the quote unquote kitchen. <laughs> yeah. You gotta do what you gotta do. I mean yeah, exactly. honestly whatever it takes to survive. We that um there are places in Guatemala that remind me of what you're describing. So yeah. I mean I can't imagine. Yeah. Like, and this is in the States. <laughs> I'm telling you, yeah, that's crazy. Because like yeah. there are people that I mean live like that every day and mm-hmm. a lot of people here. Um, I mean, I've only had to personally experience it three or four times a year when I fly to Guatemala. Yeah. There's a, I mean, literally, there's a bathroom where there's a toilet, and above the toilet is the sink, and then facing the toilet and the sink is the shower head. It's just mm-hmm. one. I That's mean, exactly what it was. Is <laughs> you walk in the room, you walk, walk is not a room. It's just <laughs> a, space. It's a space. Walk in yeah. space. An area. Walk in a space. Yeah. The, the toilet is right there, and you can just turn. Take one step, the shower head, back, back out, and you back out the door. God. That's it. <laughs> yeah, okay, so. Uh, our, yeah, that was it. Y'all should have been coming to our neighborhood. I'm man. telling you. <laughs> flying all the way to Guatemala. <laughs> I know. That's next, I guess. Yeah. Man, that's yeah, messed that's up. that's what it was. But I, it was the best time of my life, uh, honestly. Just looking back on it, I'm like, wow, how did my grandmother live? And how did we survive? But as a kid. I mean, the best time of my life. Yeah. Yeah. Man, that's intense. Okay, so y'all both won that exchange. Um, (laughs) So I want to talk about Ross Elite Longhorns. Mm -hmm. I want to know more about that uh, because it's really cool. I kind of looked into it a little bit. Uh, And let me give y'all some context here. Mm -hmm. Uh, Aaron and Darrell came to our church, First Baptist Villarick. I know a lot of you uh, know where I'm at personally right now in my career, but at First Baptist Villarica. We just had this thing. By the way, if you hear what sounds like machinery, we're in a new room right now, and there is an elevator equipment room, and so it just it, it sounds like we're building uh, mechanical armies, but we're not. Anyway, uh, we just came off an event called Gridiron Day that we do every year. It's basically football Easter uh, at the church because uh, everybody shows up uh, for these events. Everybody. We've had some crazy speakers. We've had... Um, some awesome times. We've had high school bands play, all that stuff, and we did all that this year. Uh, almost, how many people were here, Chris? Uh, I think the count was a little under 1,500. Yeah, a little close to 1,500, uh, which is awesome. So this year, Darrell came, talked a little bit about Rilos, Rosalie <laughs> Longhorn, that I'll let him uh, hit on here in just a second. And then uh, Aaron Ross came and uh, basically did – the preaching uh, shared his story <laughs> and killed it. I mean, you were nervous. Very. And we'll, we're going to get to all that, but you killed it. So great job. I was going to say earlier, we, we talked about it on Monday, how everything went. Mm-hmm. And uh, I didn't hear one, yeah, not one bad thing. Everyone was like, I think what, what, 
really happened there, and I promise we're going to stop after I say this and come back to it. <laughs> yeah, but I hear this. man, what what was different about it? Because like I was saying earlier, we've had guys on shout out Inky Johnson and mm-hmm. Derek Moore and um, Jeremiah Castile. You know, like I mean, and they all kill it. They're they're that's what they do. But this is what they yeah. do. Yeah, I mean, they're they're very polished like speakers. Mm-hmm. Aaron comes in, <laughs> never has done this before. And, and it was just, uh, the best way I can say it is raw. That's what it was. Yeah. It was raw. It was real. There was crying. There were, <laughs> Durrell. There were, dude, thanks, Durrell. <laughs> Durrell. Okay. I, think, well, I ain't going to call you out now. You were in this exchange. I ain't going to call you out right now. I ain't going to call you out right now. Right. We'll I'm get back to it. You, you'll have your, yeah. You'll have. Time. In due time. In the end. In the end, I will win. Patience will win this, oh, yeah. this day. That's how it goes. There was some crying, but it was good. Uh, <laughs> like, nailed it. And even there are people that came to this event that hate football, hate it, don't care about Gridiron Day at all. So that's why we offer the two services. We have one beforehand, just regular church, and then Gridiron Day. But people came uh, that don't like football, just I think out of curiosity, that I heard from after the fact, and they were like, oh, my gosh. I, like, I get it. Completely flipped their mindset about, like, what – something like football can do for somebody's life. Um, so really cool. You nailed it. And we'll get back to that, Sorry. Aaron. Uh, Darrell, talk about Ross Elite. You talked about it Sunday. I want to hear more about it. What is it? Why are we doing it? <clears throat> okay, so Ross Elite is basically a sports um, extension of the nonprofit. Everything is based on Brand of a Champion. To give a little bit of information about Brand of a Champion before I go into Ross Elite. Yeah, do it. Brand of a Champion came from um, basically Aaron and Sonya. So the name came from him being a winning, being a champion in college, uh, winning the Super Bowl, being a champion in the pros, and Sonya winning as many gold medals as she won. So we were trying to come up with a name one day in New York, and I'm just, we throwing names around, and I said, like, I think somebody said Brandon of something and then champion of something. I was like, you know, brand of a champion. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, like, I don't think you have to win something to be a champion. It, it kind of like a, a brand on you, a physical brand on you. Mm. So to me, it's like um, basically those tools being instilled in you, right? Yeah. So you can have the brand of a champion, be a champion and not win anything. It's just about it being instilled in you. That'll preach. I like that. So, so what we do with the program is basically try to create a plan for these kids to be successful, which is our brand of a champion. So, you know, the tools, whether it's uh, educationally or, or athletically, we provide them the tools educationally with the partnerships through schools uh, in the district of Carroll County, Bay Springs, Philadelphia High School, mm-hmm. you know, um, and with luckily having athletes who can mentor the athletes. So we kind of cover both bases. There's no way I tell kids all the time. Basically, if you want to make a cake, it's so easy. All you gotta do is look on the back of the box. It'll tell you the instructions. But mm-hmm. at any point in time, if you try to skip a step, you're not gonna get a cake. You can't make a cake with, you know, the egg, the cake mix, uh, the milk. With taking out the eggs. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah. I mean? so yeah. You're going to get something, but it's not going to be a cake. That's good. So I tell them all the time, all you got to do is look at AJ. If he tells you exactly how he got to the league and you follow it, you're probably going to get there if you have the tools. Right. And um, the analogy I use is that you can tell people all the time, there's a million dollars, you know, let's say 100 miles from here, right? And I give them a map to do it. But I think in the word it says, you know, wide and wide and something and narrow is something to get to something. Sure, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. All right. But so you can give somebody a map on how to get to this million dollars. 
But if it's available, they will always take shortcuts. Mm. Right? Those shortcuts aren't going to get you there. They, they may be obstacles that you can't get over trying to take those shortcuts. But our goal is to teach them how to stay the course of the of the plan to get to what their end goal is. So yeah. That's what brand of a champion is. So Ross Lee is an outlet for kids, which is football kids. So Ross Lee is football kids. I have another buddy who played uh, professional basketball, two actually, one named Ivan Johnson and one named Eric uh, Dawson. Ivan actually played a stint with the Atlanta Falcons for about two or three years. Rise up, yeah. Uh, Eric, uh, Eric Dawson played a few 10-day contracts with the Spurs. But So if we were to get enough kids that play basketball, we also have mentorship for them. Gotcha. In that way. So any outlet uh, that a kid wants to have, we connect them with a professional in that field to guide them. You know, Man. because who better than somebody who's walked those steps? Yeah. You know what I mean? So Ross Elite is that. We kind of attach ourselves to the community we come from, uh, bring in all those kids, and they're lucky enough to have this guy to coach them and teach them. He's been here the last week coaching these kids. And the parents and the coaches from Villa High, they're sitting back looking like, it's a dang NFL player coaching my son. <laughs> like, he just got off the field a, a couple of years ago, you know? Yeah, yeah. And it's, uh, you know, you can tell somebody X's and O's all the time, but the experience that he has is – it's ridiculous to be able to afford that to these kids. So um, we encourage everybody to join the program, man. It's it's something that you you can't get you can't get that you can't get this anywhere. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, you got good coaches, but you can't get that. You can't get a Jim Thorpe award. This and Aaron. Yeah, Aaron. Yeah. Aaron Ross. You can't get a uh, uh, a national champion. You can't get a two time Super Bowl champion. And besides all of that. You heard the testimony on Sunday. Mm. So to know what he came from to get through that, a lot of kids may think that uh, they coaches can't relate. Yeah. Right? They, yeah, yeah. They, you know, a lot of times people aren't successful from the home life. Mm. So to have somebody who can also relate, go through all of that and still be successful, it's hard to miss us. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, it's hard to miss us. So we want to provide that net for him, basically. Uh, I didn't have that net growing up. And I've always learned that basically people who have usually two parents are more successful uh, because they take more chances mm -hmm. when you have that parent to catch you. So I grew up with one parent in the home and I never felt like I could uh, take very many chances because it's like, hey, you mess up. It's over. Yeah. <laughs> you don't get a second chance. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So I didn't have a dad there to be like, go out there and try. And if you fail, you I know, got I, you. I got you. Mm -hmm. I didn't play you. Sports. Yeah. Growing up, you know, couldn't afford it. I didn't play football until I got into the seventh grade. Um, so it's it's just we want to be that absent parent for those kids who need it. Uh, we want to be that plan for those kids who have two parents and the parents may not have played sports. We want to be that that plan for the kids who are good in sports but not good academically. Mm. Uh, we want to provide that plan. Basically, just the thing that they don't have, we want to be there for them and create a community around them. To protect them, you know, yeah, with the church, with the school, and with the athletes, yeah. So, you know, that's what that's what that's is. what Russell Lee did. Man, yeah. that's awesome. I think that's it's so needed, mm -hmm. and I think it, this is the perfect area situation and wherever else you're going to take it. Um, I mean, I trust in where you're going to take it, but I, I know specifically um, in areas like Douglasville, Villarica, or whatever. Uh, it's definitely needed to give somebody an outlet, you know, mm -hmm. and, and give them direction because you don't know what they could end up doing uh, with that. A lot of people say, 
and, and you guys know this, especially you, Aaron, the, the percentage of people that play football that make it or, you know, versus don't make it to the NFL. But sometimes it's not about just getting to the NFL. Sure, that's the end goal for probably 99% of everyone right. that plays. But what you can do with that knowledge and that talent after the fact, if it's coaching, um, it, you know, playing in other leagues, uh, whatever it might be, or to just be a father figure to somebody or older brother to somebody, uh, I think it's great. So I encourage you to keep doing it. I think the brain of a champion, Ross Elite, all that, that's dope. I love it. Um, and now, how long have you two been besties for the resties? <laughs> I wanted that to sound as cool as possible. About 22 years. 22, yeah, 22. years. Uh, how did you? How did? How did we meet? How did this happen? Okay. Well, um, he was at Fox Tech High School. We went to the same high school. Okay. Gotcha. I transferred in, and he was already a stud football and basketball <laughs> player. And I was just a basketball player. So yeah, yeah. we, we kind of just connected. The, the crazy thing to me is, and I, I think I've told him before, but I tell other people, he was like 15 years old, and I was like a year older than him, and I would. Because I've played in the city and around, I played basketball around. Yeah. I didn't know that he just started playing sports really when he got into high school, like organized sports. So I would, because I've played basketball around everywhere, I would tell him stuff like, hey, look out for this, or this is how you handle yourselves around referees. And the crazy thing is, man, he would listen and not just listen, like, do it. Mm. Follow the instruction, right? Yeah, yeah. And he would come back from a game and be like, yeah, man, you was right about that. <laughs> and it just tripped me out how a young guy, we the same age, but <laughs> he was younger than me. And how how he took in information. Mm -hmm. It just tripped me out. And I, you know, everybody said, oh, I knew this guy's going to make it to the league. You know, everybody's going to say that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But when he left for, uh, he had to go to John Tyler. Uh, transfer high schools. The 350 mile 350 story. mile story. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. So, when he had. God, get ready. I didn't bring any tissues. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Yeah. Chris will get them if, if anything starts. Yeah, nah, nothing, nah nothing's going to stop. Yeah, but yeah. I'll say from that. So, there's two things that made me know he was special. Yeah. One, when he would listen when he was 15 years old. And then when he left and he had to leave, he came back in the summer times, right? Mm -hmm. So, in the summer times, everybody would be out. He's supposed to be working out in the offseason. We'll be just in the weight room, sitting down, talking, right? Yeah. He comes back with a sheet, man. Like <laughs> we're all right, all right. We're we're messing around in the weight room. He's following a, a workout plan as a junior. I think it was UT's workout plan. Okay. And he's going hard, going hard. He's working out while we're just there around. He gets done working out. He gets to the field. He starts working on covering routes. It was like he was a pro <laughs> in the 11th grade. So we leave. That's what it takes, though. I mean. And that's when I knew. I'm like, oh, yeah, AJ got it, man. You realize, like, we're up here. And kids don't realize it until it's too late. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a senior. He's a junior. And we leave from the, from the weight room. And it's like, yeah, yeah, I just screwed up this whole day. Like, I just, <laughs> I just wasted this whole day. AJ was in there working out. We all doing the same thing. But he's not playing around. He's. I was like, yeah, that. And then from there on, I'm like, yeah, I'm not gonna get in his way. <laughs> like, so I true. knew, I knew I had to not allow him to make a mistake or fail gotcha. or anything, not bring anything bad around him. Not like I knew right there, like, ah, oh, yeah, we can't let him mess up. So I mean, you you were trying to protect him, <clears throat> yeah, like protect yeah. the career I, to be. I had yeah. that the potential. Yeah, I yeah. had potential. that around me a, yeah. a lot. Yeah. 
I, I respect the heck yeah. out of that because you don't hear that. No, yeah. A lot of what you hear is I had to get away from so-and-so or, yeah. man, uh, you know, stuff like that. Man, that's so cool. I think um, – I guess it's true than what athletes say whenever they're interviewed, like how does it take to get here? And they always say, like, you got to be the first one there, last to leave. Because, I mean, honestly, that, that is what it takes. Wouldn't know from personal experience because I never made it past ninth grade in football. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. <laughs> that was one of those uh, rare cases where if I did come in early and stay late, it w- well, yeah. it wouldn't have mattered. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> wouldn't have mattered. Yeah, it wouldn't have mattered. <laughs> maybe. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I mean, maybe. maybe I would have grown more. Um, who knows? But uh, I think that's, that's great. So – Let's get to now, Aaron. Mm-hmm. All right. So, uh, if y'all didn't know, now you do. Aaron played in the NFL uh, for a few years, and he also was a Texas Longhorn, won the national championship there. I want to hit on that in just a second. Mm-hmm. Um, that was the first football game I ever watched. Nice. First one I ever watched in my nice. whole life. So, um, I'm going to tell you now. Uh, so, there I was, and I was just a young little Austin. And so, like everyone around me watched football, right? Mm-hmm. Like, so we're, um, I think you know, you met my dad. Yeah. We, we grew up Alabama yeah, yeah. fans. Yeah. Okay. So I'm not like, you know, like, wrong tight. You know, like, I'm yeah. not, yeah. I, I'm a realistic Bama yeah. fan. And I yeah. can prove that because my wife went to UGA and mm-hmm. we've, I'm like, I'm very logical. Okay. I'm not mm-hmm. emotionally super invested. So I've already told her if we have kids, I, they're going to be Georgia fans. Mm-hmm. And the reason why is because you actually went there. Yeah. I went to Liberty Online. You know yeah. what I mean? So they're, yeah, they're not going to cheer for the yeah. Flames. Right, they're right, they're right, going to cheer for right. Georgia. Yeah. So I like, you know, for their mom and my sanity, they're going to cheer for Georgia. Georgia. So yeah. I'm fine with that. Don't yeah. care. But I grew up an Alabama fan. They watched, you know, uh, we, I watched kind of some of it with them, but I never really paid attention, right? So that national championship was in 05. 05. So I remember that because it was the first game I watched. We had a bunch of people at our house, and I watched every single play. play. <laughs> and I'll never forget when, when Vince Young ran to that corner right of the line. end zone, yeah. and I was I was hooked. Yeah. No pun intended. But um, <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> seriously, was not intended, yeah. but, yeah. you know, no big deal. Um, so I watched that, and I was like, okay, football is the greatest thing to ever happen to humanity, other than, like, like water, but yeah. and Jesus yeah. above all else. Yeah. But so I, I watched that and I was like, oh my gosh, dude, I'm in. Yeah. So I was like, Dad, I'm gonna watch every every Bama game with you. Yeah. We went we went we went six and seven the next year, so it wasn't as fun as watching yeah. that game. I think we won the Liberty Bowl that year or something yeah. like that. Um, and then things really started to, to take off around. for Alabama. Yeah. yeah. But uh, that's the first game I ever watched. Little did I know that. The cornerback that was on that field would now be sitting with me in the college and career room at First Baptist Building. <laughs> so crazy. Uh, crazy. Yeah, in this beautiful studio um, <laughs> with a TV that I've never seen on ever. Anyway, so that's just our that's stuff funny. we're dealing with. Uh, so I watched that. You were on that field, mm-hmm. won that national championship. You got to touch the crystal ball. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. I've never been. I've seen one behind glass before, so that's pretty dope. Uh, then you go on. I'll let you – I'm not going to do your whole bio here, but why don't you talk about how you got to where you are, okay? Talk about before you got to Texas, being recruited to Texas, all that stuff. You can talk about Texas NFL and then post. Go. Go. <laughs> your happiness my happiness, whatever you want to talk about. Um, I guess I'm um, like Darrell just picking up from where Darrell left off. Um, 
leading to my junior year after I had to leave San Antonio and then go to East Texas. Um, I went to the high school, same high school Earl Campbell went to. So, um, of course, it's one of those big-time football program high schools. Mm -hmm. um, and I actually loved basketball more. They just didn't allow me to play basketball in East Texas. Oh. It was either football or basketball. You had to choose yeah. one. And um, the high school coach actually sat me down and said, um, you're a six-foot point guard. That's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's shorter you, than Steph Curry. You, you yeah. might you might have a chance to to make it to the NBA, but the, the odds are very slim. You're a six foot cornerback. At that time, the league average um, at corner was like five ten, five nine. So oh, I was yeah. considered a big corner. You had it. So yeah, this and that. He was like. Son, your chances are very, very high of going to the NFL. That was the first time I ever thought about um, having an opportunity to play in the NFL. And at that time, it really didn't stick. It was just like, okay, well, they're not letting me play basketball. So I guess I'll just choose football. So that's when I committed fully to um, football and then got a scholarship to, to play it at UT. Um, so I go into the story of do it. <laughs> Do it. I'm ready. Yeah, we got so. snacks. We got water. The only thing we don't have is tissues. But uh, nah. that's what, yeah, I think the crowd is out yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah so um, we, I got, got recruited um, to go to UT, got a scholarship, um, graduated in 2001, went to UT to get um, registered for classes, check into my dorm room, and um, – Coach Brown called called me into his office and told me that I wasn't cleared with the clearinghouse. The clearinghouse, for the ones that don't know that's listening, is basically you have to have a certain meet a certain criteria as far as classes and and um, credits, high school credits to be um, eligible. accepted uh, eligible gotcha. to to attend college. Um, I was missing half of a English two course that I was taking in, in at Fox Tech in San Antonio. Okay, gotcha. So when the trend when I switched schools, it didn't transfer over a part of it. Mm. And um no one knew. Um I of course I went on when I got to, to John Tyler in East Texas, I took English three, English four. And for everybody that know that's been through high school, mm -hmm. you know you can't go to English three and English four without passing English two. Yeah. So it was kinda weird thing that was happening so that goes on coach brown um tells me i'm not eligible it was the worst day of my life at that that moment um didn't know what to do he told me that that basically i couldn't play football and i had to go home um basically kicked out of school at that point mm. um during that time that's when i just basically was going through a lot of depression a lot um i had a good family structure around me um but my grandmother's a, a prayer warrior so she got me through a lot of the the, the hardship of that that moment but yeah. um a year 2001 went by um they said they were gonna do something to get me in for 2002 that didn't happen so i set out a whole year um then after 2002 one of the coaches that recruited me, he came to me and said that um, I had two options and I was either to go to a junior college where 
after I would have to play two years there before they can come get me. Or I could go back to the high school I graduated from, take that English two course, and then they'll be able to I'll be able to come back that next fall semester in two thousand and three. Right. So of course, um that was the plan that I was gonna take. Um didn't feel like my all of that hard work was was set for me to go to junior college, especially mm. when I had a scholarship already on the table to go to the school yeah. that I wanted to go to. So, Man. of course, I um, made the decision to go back to high school, a 20-year-old, like I mentioned before, um, sitting in a class full of 15-year-olds. So, <laughs> <laughs> and, and I'm not sure if you guys know, I know Darrell, you know, um, English 2 in Texas, Texas, you're just preparing for um, it's, they call it the toss test, which is okay. like uh, uh, it's like the uh, yeah the standardized test. Yes. Yeah. Oh, got you. Okay. So that, I'm already already passed that. So I'm just sitting in the class, not doing any work because they're studying to be ready to pass this toss test that I've already passed. Yeah. So I'm just sitting in the class. So it's it was weird. Yeah, um, yeah. But I understand why now. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so. That, that went on, then I ended up passing that class, um, got back into school in 2003. Um, that's when I met my wife, like I mentioned before, and um, d- wasn't able to, to get on the field immediately, um, especially sitting out, sitting out two years. It was other recruits that came in and kind of took that place of why they recruited me two years previous. Mm-hmm. They went out to look for that. So, of course, I didn't get on the field. Um, like I mentioned in service, that was the time that I kind of understood what patience meant. And um, in 2003 came, four came, my sophomore year, had a chance to, to be the starter um, leading up into that and basically pulled my hamstring and lost that, that position. At this point, it's just like one thing after another. One thing after another. It was It was – Something that that I guess God was preparing me for through, through high school and getting through all of those those little trials and tribulations before. So, um, at this point, I was just happy to be at school. That that coach that told me I had a, an opportunity to make it to the NFL, that just kind of left my mind. I was just living in the moment and just being happy to be in school at yeah. that at that moment. Um, my junior year, that's when tell Darrell all the time, uh, um, an agent. We have an agent day at school. Um, juniors can meet with agents and see where you're projected to go and all wow. of that. Okay. Um, after the junior, after the USC and Texas game, um, that's when you're able to, to qualify, basically, to meet with agents. Okay. So he came and told me that I was projected because I was just playing punt return. I wasn't a starter at that time. I was rotating in and out with one with one of my other best friends yeah. still to this day um, at that moment. And he told me that I was projected to go like fifth or sixth round as a punt returner. They didn't really put me on the map as a corner. Yeah. So that was the first time that it sparked, sparked me like, whoa, dang, I can't still make it to the NFL? And that senior year, that's when, well, that off season leading into my senior year, that's when I started to train with the purpose again, like I did about the what the story Darrell told me and that kind of brought my memory back. 
um, to having that. I actually forgot about that. <laughs> Being in the gym. Yeah. It was on the east side. I remember yeah. that. <laughs> um, having the card and really just training with a purpose rather than just training to be in shape. Right. So, um, and that's when the senior year, my senior year, that's when I ended up winning the Thorpe Award and having the best year of my life. What's the Thorpe Award for people that don't know? Um, the Thorpe Award is is basically considered the best defensive back in in the nation. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Or the world. Or the world. Or the world. <laughs> I caught that. Uh, yeah. the world. Same thing. Best Same corner thing. in the world. I mean, when you think about it, yes, you were the best in the world. I mean, honestly, that's awesome. This side of the world. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So then, uh, after that happens. Yeah, um, after after 2006, um, I was drafted to the Giants in the first round. Um, ended up starting for them as a as a rookie and win winning the Super Bowl. And then, um, man, I, and going into that story, second year we had a great year. Um, me personally, as a second year player, I felt like that was my best year. Mm-hmm. Um, and as a pro, and then my third year, I tore my hamstring again. Uh. And that's when I had to um, sit out. I missed the whole season. I tore it. Wow. Just reflect. I tore it the first, the, in the preseason, right before the first game. Oh, so man. the same thing yeah. in college. Oh, wow. Dang. Oh, wow. Dude. And it just clicked it right It just now. clicked. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. So I, We try to bring it out of you here. <laughs> yeah, so the first, right before um, the first game, I tore my hamstring, lost my position, um, didn't, couldn't come back until like week 14 because I kept trying to force myself back and kept re-injuring it. And then um, the guy that replaced me, um, he had a great year in replacing me. So he came in and balled out. And um, during that time, that my fourth year, our defensive coordinator basically got a head coaching position. So the defensive coordinator that recruited me, he was gone. Fourth year, of course, the guy that replaced me gained favor with the coach that uh, (laughs) that he was playing. Yeah. So fourth year, I ended up being a backup again as a as a nickel, and then of course had to fight back. That year, just like college, and then the, my fifth year there with the Giants, I got my starting spot back. And then that's when we won the Super Bowl again. So, I mean, it seems like there's a pattern. <laughs> Every time Aaron's a starter, they win a Super Bowl. Undefeated Patriots? Uh, nope. <laughs> you got Aaron as your starter. Yeah. I don't know if that's the case. <laughs> no, nah, dude, it was. Yeah, oh, I'm man. With you. That's how I felt anyway. Yeah. That's exactly how I felt. Man. But, yeah, that's, so that's, that's basically um, my stint with the Giants and um, leading up to the two Super Bowls and then um, – should have stayed with the Giants, but I ended up going, getting a, an opportunity to make a lot of money with the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, went there, signed a three-year deal, and um, after the first year, was cut. Um, mm. The whole coaching staff was cut. Everybody that they brought in the year previous, they every they cut everybody. Um, a week after I was cut, the Giants came and picked me right back up. And I was able to play with the Giants again. And um, after that, that's when it was kind of 
pretty much downhill with the injuries. Tore True. my hamstring, not my hamstring, but my Achilles, and Ooh. it was pretty much open. Yeah, that's a rough one. Yeah. yeah. Football <laughs> players, man, or any athlete. Man, yeah. okay. So that that's a story right there. Um, and so you, you had that time in the – how long in total were you in the NFL? Um, played eight. I was there nine. They gave me a credit of nine, but I only played eight. Only played eight. Man, what a see that's a perspective that um very, very few people will ever have. Especially if you did you win a state championship too? Man, we lost. I was in state? so upset about <laughs> Yikes. that. You know that's the only game I, I oh that oh, You still man. National champion, two time Super Bowl, and he's still holding on to that high yeah, school high school. Yeah. Man, that's an athlete high for you. High school game. Yeah, I was because uh, we beat the team the year that same year, and they came back and beat us in the state mm-hmm. state game. Man, it worked out. I, I'm not. <laughs> yeah. I really don't that. feel that bad. I want the state. Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say I'm That's sorry. High school but, football, yeah. Yeah. you can't. Yeah. Oh I'm man, with I'm with There's you. nothing like it. It did work out though. Let's just be honest. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that is big in Texas. That is true. Uh, I mean, I'm assuming you've seen Friday Night Lights. So, oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Um, so, can't relate to either of these stories. Uh, but, <laughs> oh, man, Austin, come on. Uh, but they're both incredible. I mean, um, to see what you guys – or just to hear your perspective on where you both have come from to where you're at now, what you're doing post-NFL career and this Ross Elite and – Oh my gosh, it's so cool! Brain of a champion sounds awesome. Um, both are married, yeah. Yeah. Got families, got kids. Yeah. Yeah. One kid. Yeah. That's awesome. How did uh, you know? How did you and your wife meet, Duro? Oh, we actually met at one of the camps. We did. We did um, football camps. Aaron did a football camp in Texas every year after his first year, I think, in the league. Mm-hmm. So he's done it for over twelve years. Over twelve years now. Wow. So I think it was. Um, Maybe like our fourth or fifth camp, uh, I met my wife at our – we used to do a celebrity basketball game. So I saw her there one day, and, you know, you, you flirt a little bit. <laughs> sure, yeah. It, it's it's a um, – Flirt while working. Yeah, flirt while working. Flirt while working. <laughs> do what you got to do. But it's a it's – a, it's, a, uh, it's kind of a bittersweet story, I'll say. Okay. I don't know if I explained it to AJ, but he probably hasn't been aware of it. But So I meet my wife at the camp. My not wife at the time, but I see her at the camp. I try to talk to her. Of course, she doesn't talk to me, right? Sure. So I give her my number. That year, my mother was real sick, right? My mother ended up passing away on Christmas that year, which oh, is five years ago now, right? Man. So my mother passes away on Christmas, and my wife now ends up calling me on like, we have our first date like January 1st. So to me, it was like I lost my mother, then I gained a wife. Yeah. Right. So it was kind of weird that way, but yeah. That, so I didn't. I met my wife at the camp, which was in the summer of like June, but I never talked to her or hung out with her until January first. Yeah. That year. Yeah. Man. Didn't know that. Yeah. That's that's intense. <laughs> I was trying to tear you up, but <laughs> well, I mean, like <laughs> that was a roller coaster. <laughs> oh, and this is—I'll say one thing. It's kind of off track, but I don't know. I don't think AJ's ever talked about it. But the last Super Bowl, mm-hmm. right? So the last Super Bowl, I was in New York. Everybody, the whole family went to 
Indianapolis to the Colts to the game. The game was in Indianapolis, and I think I don't know if I can say it. But Dude, say it, okay. anything you want. So the day before the game, the Super Bowl game, his grandfather passed away, mm-hmm. and they didn't tell you, right? Mm-mm. And they didn't tell him because mm-hmm. they wanted him to be okay ready for the, the game. game. Yeah, man. So that's something else, like. I don't know. It's this guy. <laughs> this guy is so much has happened. It's so much, man. So he plays the game. I think I don't know when they told you, you know, but um, I didn't know. I think they called me after the Super Bowl, maybe, and told me. But I know when he got back, um, he has this big old hole in his arm because he tore his bicep. bicep. He tore his bicep in the Super Bowl, and uh, you know I didn't really talk about it too much but they had called and told me his grandfather passed away um, the day before the Super Bowl and I was just like goodness gracious did they tell you not to tell him I think they told me I don't know I can't remember if they told me before he played or if they told me after Yeah. but they told me they didn't tell him because he was about to play in the game Man, that's right um, and um, you know it's, what do you think Aaron? I mean how do you think if they had told you mm-hmm. how do you think you would have how do you think you would have played I don't know I asked myself that all the time. Once they told me, I was like, I wonder if that would have affected me or if that would have gave me more and more motivation. I don't know. I, I honestly don't know. Man, that's <laughs> tough. I mean, that's a situation right yeah. there. And to me, how his, um, how his career was going at that time, to me it was like, you know, he was, you, know, you can hear the story, yeah. right? But when you're there, Living it's it. like, uh, you know, he gets injured. It's another guy fighting for you. It's like a job. It's your job. Yeah. It's a guy trying to take your job. <laughs> yeah, right? no, I'm with you. Yeah, you know what I mean. So it's like I'm trying to get back to get my job. I've had this stint of ups and downs, not through just my NFL career, but my life. Mm. It's like again, loyalty is different in the NFL, isn't it? Oh, yeah. A little bit different. Like There's it's none. Yeah, I was about to none. say I don't There's think there none. is any loyalty. It's, it's just, just straight. Like it's a job. It's I mean, business. it's a job. Straight. It's business. a job. Man. And uh, yeah, so all of that, man. I just look at it and I'm like, yeah. I, you know, certain things you don't talk about during season. You know what I mean? He got a lot going on. It's, <laughs> it's just rough, man. But he, to see him come out of it, you know, it's a, it's a different appreciation you have mentally. Physically, oh, man, I, I didn't see his body broke down. But, <laughs> but, 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 I didn't know about that. Yeah, oh, Hole in the arm, I mean, yeah. Yeah. Achilles, mentally, hamstrings. Yeah, when I took yeah. my – and it happened um, in the, the – Second quarter. Yeah, second, second quarter. quarter. So if you watch that Super Bowl, you'll see him in and out periodically. Oh, I'm going to now. Yeah, <laughs> now I gotta watch yeah, both. So it was, it was my, like basically my bicep. Part. It was. It looked kind of. Just imagine this being like this, and then having a dent here. It's like you know, somebody, Pope, when you see Papa and it deflates, yeah, and yeah, it yeah. goes down. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's how it looked. Yeah. Uh, it looked like somebody took their hand and pushed it through his arm. Yeah. That's how it looked. That's awesome. How it looked. <laughs> That's good. That's great. That's exactly how it looked. Yeah. So did, did you keep? Did you play through it? I mean, oh yeah. You went. Oh, yeah. Crazy. Yeah. That's why you see the guys like. The reason I say mental, right? You see now, like Andrew Luck is retiring. Yeah, crazy. His 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 physical injury. He couldn't mentally handle his physical, physical injuries. injuries. What do you think about – because there's tons of debate on that, and, and we were talking about it the other day, just the, the timing. Mm-hmm. I mean, as a former NFL player, what do you think went into, hey, we're two weeks away from the season, I'm out? Yeah. You know, what, I mean, what happens there? 
like Darrell just said, it's it's like oh, I'm injured again, or I can't I can't take another injury. Is it's a because just think about his career. Um, he's had like three season injury season ending injuries. Dude, he had wait. a lacerated kidney. Yeah. 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 So yeah. think about training, going through that whole off season, getting your mind, body, everything mentally prepared to yeah. lead a team, and then boom. I'm done for the year. Then you have to rehab Man. to come back and then injured again. Boom. So it's it's and oh man. And then you hear all the the noise coming from the outside. What's in the paper? What's it's it's just a lot that comes with it other than just you dealing with your own mental yeah. blocks and physical pain cuz it's yeah. I mean it's you're you're a public you're on a public platter, basically, to where people can say anything they want. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's just a lot that co- that goes with it to where you can go crazy. It is a strange culture, fan versus yeah, you know, field culture. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, like the fact that you know, initially, like when I I don't know, it's so strange. But uh, what, did they announce it when he was on the field, like when he was on the sideline in the preseason it game? Leaked. It, it, leaked it leaked out. out. Yeah. So I like Loki thought. Someone from the Colts got mad and oh yeah and leaked. I mean definitely yeah. That, See that definitely. that's what I was thinking happened and no, then they it's, it's, boo it's, him walking off. I mean man, it's the best game in America, but it's definitely cutthroat. <laughs> you bring out the best and worst. Yeah, yeah. it's definitely cutthroat. Man, his body yeah. betrayed him. Yeah, right there at the end. Yeah, it's great. Twenty nine years old, retired. So much upside that yeah. they thought they were going to get. I mean, replacing Peyton Manning and. Yeah. Peyton goes on to win another Super Bowl yeah. somewhere else, you know. That's crazy. Retired. If he didn't grow up like us, he probably wouldn't have retired. <laughs> <laughs> he would have been able to fight through that adversity. Mentally. <laughs> yeah. No, nah, you're right. Uh, Mentally. <laughs> Mental Dude, Darrell takes another W. <laughs> hey, man. Sorry, Luck, but oh, man. Man, that's the difference between uh, – Hey, the haves and the have-nots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dude, go all in. I'm, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm with you. No, no, no. Authenticity. I respect, I respect it. I love the game. I mean, I had a different perspective of it. Sure. You know, after being around him for so long, and I seen him get a concussion once, and it's like, I don't know. You know, when you understand what a concussion is mm-hmm. and what it can do to you, it's like, nah, the, the person is more important than the game. Yeah. So, uh, now I understand, yeah, I I retire. Any NFL player, you retire. You, you feel that way? Get up out of there. Get out of there. Mm-hmm. Get out of there. But I just think that <laughs> if you grew up how we grew up, yeah, he went through it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, because of you know he got a hundred million. Yeah. Yeah, he can retire. Well, it's they straight they're letting him keep that twenty five mil that. They wouldn't have did that to him. <laughs> oh, quick story. Quick story. Bring it oh on in. I love Darrell. Let me just say. I want you to be my best friend. Forget Aaron, dude. Quick story. This is this is true story. So, oh, man. Hit me with it. You got to figure out, can you say it? Yeah, I'm trying to figure out, can I say it? You're talking about the Jacksonville story? Right, yeah. Oh, he's got an edit Probably, button. Probably, I don't know. I got Is an edit done? button. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. So just um, there's things that happen happen in the league to where players might have in their contract um, playing time bonuses. Mm. So say 
you play 90% of the plays and you get X amount. If you play 80% of the plays, you get X amount, 70%, so on. Gotcha. It's added on incentives to your contract. Mm-hmm. So there are teams that sometimes um, if they're not going to the playoffs or the season is basically over, which I understand from a business uh, perspective now, but it affects the players. So (laughs) (laughs) there are teams that will take that player that's at 90% by the end of the season, say it's two games left, and make sure they don't start or get any playing time so it can knock it down to 70% so they can save two, three, four million dollars as an organization, but it robs the player. Nothing can be wrong with the player. Nothing could be wrong. It could be perfectly. There are things that happen like that, which I understand as a So if you're on the sideline and they don't let you in and you know that, that that's. Yeah, what do you do as a player? Tackle the coach. I don't know. Exactly. <laughs> what do you do? I don't know. Because, they I mean, they own you. I mean, exactly. They, they don't own you. No, I'm with you. I mean, I get what you're saying. But, like, <laughs> nah, they don't own you. But, like, you, you signed your life away. You yeah. work for them. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. You do work for them. You do work for them. And they yeah. do control. Like so, your hours. They control your hours. They yeah. can cut your hours. Sure, yeah. yeah. So, it's, 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 I understand the business side of yeah. being a business owner now. I understand it. So, and it's, yeah. it's just a, another one where it's, you might have in your contract, if you start 10 games, you get a nice bonus. Man. I so, you, not, might, I you might start nine games, and then when week 10 on goes, you don't start, but you come in right after that next, that following series. You don't mm. start the game, but you play 90% of the time. Golly. But you're not getting so, a start. Now they're like so they're talking about like adding two games to the season. I mean they're talking about making an eighteen yeah. game season, yeah. or adding a playoff game here or there. I mean, what's your thoughts on that? As as I think it's only I think you can only do that if you cut out. I think it's okay if you cut out the preseason two of those preseason. So I mean I I took um, my wife's never she hadn't seen the new Mercedes Benz Stadium, so I I took her last week to the Falcons game. Oh, and oh, and twelve in preseason games so far. Um, so uh, we took him to that, and I mean, no, there's nobody there. Yeah. But I mean, I'm just watching him. I mean, so much goes into putting, like, you know, like you see the stadium yeah. lights. Oh. I mean, there's so much that goes into social media, online parking for a game that meant nothing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. or maybe it's to help cut down to a 55, 53 man roster. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, even if you only did two preseason games, that'd yeah. be. That'd be cool. I just hate hearing the story of and it, it just, so-and-so got hurt yeah, or gets it, hurt. It, it yeah, sucks with the with the preseason because our our money is not guaranteed. Oh, yeah. So you can get a career-ending injury in a preseason game that means nothing. Wow. And then all of your money is gone. Your career is over. Everything that you started from youth, yeah. the youth league trying to get up to has – basically ended over something that means nothing do your to checks. the organization. So do the checks. You, you get don't get paid for preseason yeah. So your checks games. don't start until week one. Until week one. You don't get paid So you're paid playing for free the, football. You're playing for free. You're working for free. Yeah. That's crazy. Dude, there's so much in that that I, you just don't know about. Yeah. Man, that's I would crazy. never play on preseason. Yeah. You hey, get no, a, like you Julio get a, you get didn't. A yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, see, Julio was like, I'm not. He said verbatim, I don't need the preseason to be ready, which I believe that 100%. Yeah. But I like from what you're saying, I 
any way I could, unless I'm like, I have to make the team. Yeah, unless you don't, yeah, have, a, a, exactly. don't have a contract. Yeah, you go out there and you sacrifice for a contract, but if you got a contract. Yeah, it's not it's not worth it. I definitely wouldn't go out there. Man, yeah, and if I'm like a first-round draft pick, I mean, oh. but I mean, I'm assuming you probably, I mean, did you, I'm, you played the preseason. Yeah, I, I was year. playing under Coach Coughlin. Uh, gotcha. Coach Coughlin made Eli play. So, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. little Aaron Ross had to play. Yeah. <laughs> little Aaron Ross. I want to um, – the game, the greatest – what they're saying is up the greatest college football game of all time mm-hmm. was that Texas-USC game. Mm-hmm. Man, that perspective, I can't imagine. Just watching the game, I'm like, like nervous. You know, I'm not even playing. Yeah. So what's that like? You run out there. That was the – at the Rose Bowl, yeah. Oh my gosh, it's even crazier. Yeah. Uh, how? Well, I mean, what was that like running out in the field and hearing all that and seeing all that? Um, I loved every minute of it. Um, I, do, I knew we had somebody on our team that's probably the best college football player yeah. ever. Yeah. Um, watching him the whole year was like playing a video game. Um, he could do watching anything he wanted. Mm-hmm. And I'm talking about Vince Young, of course. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> so um, having him on our team, our confidence was so high. And then having a defense that we had that year, meaning the pieces, mm-hmm. with the scheme that was um, that that the pieces were surrounded for, um, our confidence was so high. So we we were actually excited to play them in California. Um, so running out to the field and hearing all the noise and chatter about USC is going to three-peat and beat the mm. heck out of us, um, I think it just added fuel to our fire. Yeah. So it was – I enjoyed every minute of it. I like I liked that we played USC in California at their stadium. Oh, yeah. I, <laughs> <laughs> all these years I've never even thought that at one time. Yeah. That's crazy. Man. So. I can't imagine that we're out of there. And all the, think about all those players that are on that team, yeah. or both teams. You know, Reggie Bush I think they is out did there. A number. It's like fifty-six p- people on the off of those two teams that made it to the NFL. Ah, that's crazy. That is crazy. And all the you, starters on both sides made it for man. sure, and then the backups, of course. And then Jamal the, Charles was a backup. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. He went to the NFL and went to the exactly. Pro Bowl. Yeah. Vince Young went on. He went. Backup. He played for the Titans one rookie of the year, didn't he? Yeah. yeah. Cover of Madden. Went to the Pro Bowl. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, he was a baller. Yeah. What was that like being on a video game? Oh, yeah, that was cool. <laughs> I can't it imagine was super, that. Super cool. No one's ever put me on a video game or even asked me. It was super, super cool. That's why you put yourself on the video Yeah. I don't know how to do that. Yeah, I guess he figured it out. Yeah, I've done that. I'm I'm six foot three every time. That's a number. Yeah, yeah, I'm a baller in in that world. Yeah, it was, it was super cool. Man, that's awesome. Do you find yourself Darrell, being? Because like I remember watching my brother, and I I had that kind of like, I mean I am his older brother, so I'm always protective. But when you saw him play, did you feel yourself getting a little? Defensive over him or protective, oh, like if nah. you saw him get hurt or anything like that. Nah, he never really got hurt. I mean, he got a little injuries, but he always came back. I think you um, hurt your shoulder against the Cowboys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he had a concussion when we were in New York. He came back in a week. The bicep was at the end of the game. Nah, man, he don't get hurt. I mean, he get hurt, but it's nothing that somebody's doing to him. Yeah, yeah, it's like 
I think the only time Darrell would get defensive if somebody was talking negatively about oh, yeah. me gotcha. on the outside. Yeah, yeah. If he's at home or yeah. not around and somebody's saying something, I think yeah. that's the times where he would. Yeah, you get that. You know, because of what he went through, you know. So yeah. when he his freshman year in college, he – so the crazy thing is, right, so he goes to UT, and he's there in, uh, I think it was spring training. I think it was um, senior year for Roy Williams and Chris Sams. Mm-hmm. So we was texting a little bit. And uh, he'll text me and like, man, I got a pick on Roy Williams today. Uh, you know, Chris Sims was the quarterback. <laughs> or I did this, right? And then after, you know, after a while, you know, he had to go back. So that year, you know, everybody, you know, I'm, yeah, my boys at UT, it's about to go down. <laughs> <laughs> it's going down. Catch him, you know. Yeah. But he couldn't play. So they're like, oh, man, you know, your boy ain't this, your boy ain't that. And, you know, the the envy comes out, you know, they – it's crazy how people are, you know what I mean? They, yeah. Instead of uh, encouraging, uh, well, he'll be back next year or anything like that, it's like they were happy. Like they was happy he didn't, you know, wasn't out there on the team. Or it's, it, hey, the community that some of us come from, the – I don't know what it is, man. It's, mm. um, it's negative at times. Yeah. You know, so – yeah, I would get mad at that. So that type of stuff would, would tick me off. and I don't blame you. You're almost getting to physical fights. <laughs> <laughs> Just the, the, no the, way I'm the, messing it, with either of y'all. That, it's just, just kind of crazy, man. But, yeah, you deal with that type of stuff. Or, you know, just – yeah, that's pretty much it, man. Because he always stayed out the way of trouble. Yeah. You know, generally he stayed out the way of trouble. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, and then he's on defense. He's inflicted the pain. So, yeah, yeah I mean, you yeah. came in with that mentality anyway. Yeah, yeah he's not getting You're, I mean, I'm sure you got chippy with some people, though. Like, cause, like, I mean, I saw that, like, just watching high school ball. You know, my brother would get chippy with somebody, and I'm like, dude, I want to get over this fence right now. <laughs> yeah. And get hit by someone's helmet in the face and get knocked <laughs> yeah. out yeah. and look stupid. I'm like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Nah, yeah. I'm with you on that. Man, um, this is awesome. If people wanted to be able to find you guys, I'm going to ask you two questions. Actually, I'm going to start with this one, and then we'll end with the next one. But if there was a way, and this is for both of you guys, how do you want your stories to positively impact someone that's listening to this right now? How can it add value to somebody? How do you think, Darrell? <clears throat> no, uh, to me, I think basically the inspiration. Yeah. I think uh, I can't remember how he said it, but Nipsey Hussle actually said inspiration is like the greatest form of or greatest gift that you can give to somebody. And I always tell AJ that too. He, you know, he's not his first thing to do isn't to get up, stand up in front of everybody, and start talking. But I'm like, man, the power in these words. Um, you run out of money, you know. what I'm saying you can run out of uh, things to give people. Mm. But I know how I felt from the inspiration I got from him. Yeah. My first time ever leaving the state was when he went to the Giants. My first time ever being on a plane was when he went to the Giants. So how we grew up, it's either. This will be real, right? Yeah. How we grew up, it's either, you know, the Biggie Small song. you either slaying crack rock or you got a wicked jump shot. Hmm. So that's the environment that I'm in. And he makes it and he's like, hey, can you come to New York Saturday? And it's like Friday. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, I'm, I'm, in, I'm in the midst of that, you yeah. know. And I'm like, uh, I've never been on a plane before. I was with one of my other, but my, my brother. I need time to process brother. this. Yeah. 
Yeah. I'll, I'll you want some... me to, to fly there, right? Okay. I'm like, who's going to fly with me? I don't know how to get on the plane. <laughs> but, but I'm with one of my best friends who I call my brother named Larry uh, Guerrero. And uh, I'm like, all right, sure. Like, I've, I've never been afraid of change. I've, from how I grew up, you had to learn how to fend for yourself and get around for yourself. So yeah, respect. when I got there to New York, I saw so many opportunities, legal opportunities and ways to make money um, and make a life, basically. Mm-hmm. So when I went back, I was so inspired to create. I knew that I didn't have to have anybody hand me anything uh, or give me anything or show me a way I can create my own opportunity. Um and it started from there, man. And that one trip to New York inspired me to change. And then I started inspiring other people. And it was just positive. So to be able to inspire these kids, you know, uh, for them to leave with something that they can't lose. Like, yeah. You know, you, can't, you can lose money. You can spend money. You can lose. He can give you footballs. He can give you cleats. He can give you everything. You grow out of them cleats. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But there's things you remember from when you were a child. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Even as an adult male now. So. Um, that's what we want to do. We want to give them those memories. Uh, that's what I was gonna say too. Yeah, <laughs> leave memories with them. You know, so that they can they can <laughs> pass so them cool. on, man, and, and and carry them with them. They can always have them with them. They can't lose them. Can't fall out your pocket. And uh, that that's really it, man. Give them a plan. The, the hard copy of something. Physic. The only physical thing I want to give them is a plan on how to be successful. Yeah. Uh, everything else is 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 gonna be in them. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean. So, uh, the memories, the the inspiration. That's it. It don't have nothing to do with me. You know, if you, yeah, it has nothing to do with me. That's you know, good. I don't, I don't put my name on anything. I don't generally say my name because it has nothing to do with me. Yeah, all, you know. So, that's good. That's yeah. That'll preach. That yeah. yeah, that'll add value to a ton of people. I love that. Aaron, what about you, man? How how can your story help positively impact somebody that's listening right now? Um, I think. Like Darrell said, um, I guess just the the trying to sum up what he was saying because uh, I felt exactly the same. Um, creating the memories, and I think the only way for us to to create those memories for them is to two things I really believe in: the things that that are lacking in our community is experiences and exposure, mm. and those are the things that he talked about. Um, they get to get a chance to experience something. Um, th- th- that's things that you can't take away. You can't, you like he said, the cliques, the money, all of that stuff you can take away. But someone's experiences, you can't take that away, and they can carry that on forever. And they're just exposing them to different things. Um, yeah. Like he said, in, in our community, you're only exposed to drugs, at, being an athlete or just a, a nine probably. to five yeah. mm-hmm. a nine to five that you don't you don't have business owners you don't have people that's like that in our community that's showing you that you can be something other than those two things or dope head that's just yeah is it's that's what's in our community so just just creating experiences and expo and exposing them to to different things um I've been very fortunate to live on both sides of the track, and I see what's lacking in on that side in order to get to benefit from the things that's on this side. Mm-hmm. And um, I think that's the, I truly believe that's the only way for us to to um, create balance. Um, 
is by the for myself talking to someone like you guys that's never been on that side of the track mm -hmm. you can grow empathy or sympathy for someone that's on that side um and vice versa it's, it's things that that before i was able to to experience the other side <laughs> um i didn't understand why people thought the way they thought on this side or didn't have empathy for the people that was going through hardships on that side it's just because they don't know they've never said yeah. and spoke to anyone like that or heard heard the story or, or whatever the case may be so it, it was always a um a disconnection so um I, I think that's the only thing i think that's my purpose in life is basically to try to bring the two sides together and i think that's really that's really what what my mission on, on this earth is that's good see that's that's why I, that's why i do this because I, I like to learn the perspective um to hear where you know guys have come from ladies have come from um on this show it's been really powerful to hear why your story matters um especially i mean all the guests we've had on but but that's i mean this is incredible the friendship that you guys have um you know i mean i kind of joke about it because like i've it's very very much like it doesn't happen i mean honestly i don't know how many people that were friends in high school that remain friends post-college just doesn't really happen they're more like um what's that word acquaintances you know like they kind of know of each other but like stuff like this just doesn't happen so i, I applaud that me you know it's happened with me and, and two of my best friends uh we don't we but like I said earlier, we never cried about each other. We just <laughs> like, we just kind of beat up each other and yeah. move on. I don't even know why we're friends. Anyway, um, just kidding. I, lo I love you, T. But um, I think that's great. I think what you what you guys are doing now. I'm sure it was hard to to kind of like hang up the cleats per se, you know, and mm -hmm. and be like, you know, this is my last time. I couldn't watch football for for two years. Not even really? sports center. Really, two years after I retired, I could not watch it. I'm just now. Um, Last year was the first time I was able to watch Sports Center. This year's, well, the year has been. I've been retired for four years now, so the first two years I couldn't watch either. The third year I was able to watch Sports Center, not NFL Network, just Sports Man. Center. The f last year was the first year I was able to watch just the Giants. Man, that that yeah, I get. I mean, wow, yeah. I've never even thought about that. That yeah. does have to be tough. Yeah, imagine going to his house and not being able to look at football. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Aaron, the game's on. If you wanted to, nope. Okay. <laughs> so baseball, yeah, I, I it just, is. I felt yeah. like my career ended sooner than um I wanted it to. I I, feel, I really, honestly, feel like I didn't reach my full potential. Mm. Yeah. Man, that does have. I mean, that really does have to be tough. Yeah. To think that, I mean, man, that is tough. I, I, I'd like to look at it. I mean, like, and I'm sure people tell you this all the time, but if you look back, that's an accomplished career. I mean, yeah, you, you wanted to keep going, but that, that's a career that even, I mean, that's a percentage of even NFL players that will never experience. Two Super Bowls, even one Super Bowl. Phillip Rivers has been trying for 47 years <laughs> to get one. For real. To just taste it. And never happened, you know? I mean, 
Matt, Matt, Matt Ryan tasted it. Should have. Yeah. Should have taken it home. Yeah. Anyway, we're not. Yeah. I'm gonna get sick if we. <laughs> Matt Ryan got the brand of a champion, man. I know. Yeah. He's. Got the, yeah. Brand of four thousand yards for nothing. Anyway, I'm, I'm just kidding. I love Matt Ryan. Uh, he's he's uh, my best friend who I've never met. But um, no, I think it's great. I really do. That's an accomplished career. Co- collegiate career is. Com- I mean to. To even like touch the Lombardi Trophy again, I've seen one behind glass before, so yeah. it's pretty dope. But I can imagine like actually holding it in front of forty thousand people, millions of people watching. Yeah. I mean, that's <laughs> awesome. And and to do it two times against arguably the best, best franchise yeah. in the NFL, yeah. the best, the goat of quarterbacks, Tom yeah. Brady, who is, is reckoning our Atlanta lives. But eight twenty eight. You don't have to. You don't have to talk about it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I mean it's it's awesome. I can't imagine that you you intercepted Michael Vick. You could have retired after that. <laughs> I, honestly, I mean the two things that got me into watching football was that USC Texas National Championship and Michael, Michael Vick, Vick when we drafted. Yeah, yeah, I was like, yeah. man, this is this is football right here. Yeah. And so, um, man, yeah, that's outside of Vince Young, Michael Vick is my favorite quarterback of all time. Yeah, yeah. Now you picked him up as an eagle. Right, he yeah. was an eagle. And you were a giant. Yeah. That's, a, that's a, I mean, that's a rivalry right there too. So yeah, that's huge. awesome. I think uh, yeah. it's funny. We have one family, one family. Well, I'll say this, and um, I'm gonna let y'all plug some stuff, and we'll get out of here. But I know y'all gotta go. But it was, we have one family. I think y'all probably talked to him uh, that are from Philly. The eagle family. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and we showed the the promo that I made, and I mean the opening shot after you and Sonya yeah. are being interviewed somewhere. It goes into that shot of you. Picking off Vic, your helmet goes flying off. I mean, it's like a dope shot. Like, yeah, this is it. We're starting with this. And, and I'm sitting in front. Of, I always sit in front of him. And as soon as that he was watching it, I was like, I didn't even think about it. And as soon as it's like uh, Aaron Ross picks off Michael Vick or whatever, he pushes me like real hard. And I was like, this one. Dude, I, I, know, I turn around. He's like, you got to pick my Eagles. Yeah. And I was like. Aaron, listen, you're the only person that, that I have to think about for that. You know what I'm saying? Like, no one else here cheers for the Eagles. I know, right? We have a ton of – weirdly enough, we have a lot of Patriots fans here. Uh, yeah, that's crazy. It's not that crazy. Let's just be honest. You know, oh, the Patriots win everything. Um, and that, that year y'all beat them that first year undefeated. And yeah. Giants came out. I think you were 10-6. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that is, the, that is the Goliath versus David, like – Example that everyone has given since that game. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Y'all remember when the Giants were ten and six yeah. and they had a play? So uh, I remember that uh, the last game. Was that the one y'all had to come to? Is that the one when uh, we played Atlanta in the playoffs too? Or was that the second? One? Second one. So that was the second, second one. Second. Atlanta had to come to New York. Mm-hmm. How'd that work out for us? Oh, <laughs> I remember that. One. That was a good one. Julio. Yeah, that yeah, that Julio was a good one. fresh, fresh rookie. Yeah, I think. Oh yeah. Okay, that's when he had that. Big old Revo helmet. I don't know why I remember that. Anyway, um, I remember the weirdest things about stats and like what people wore. It's so weird, man. I think it's great. I I, I love your story. Um, I, I I know you feel like you could have done more in the NFL, but I, I think if I look back on that, I'd be like, okay, you know, I did I did what I came there to do. Honestly, I mean, I I think you did. And so now what you're doing after the fact, uh, and I do want to encourage you. I know that was your first time. I meant to hit on this earlier, but. When, uh, when every for some reason someone just straight lied to your face and was like, 
hey, this is a small church you're going to be speaking at. <laughs> Very intimate. Yeah. Uh, they didn't say the word small, but I assumed it was small off of the other words they were saying, like intimate and uh, gotcha. <laughs> gotcha. oriented yeah. and, and little things. Really yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then I knew it was a small, Villarica was small, a small yeah. community, so yeah. I'm thinking small. Yeah. Then when I talked to, to your dad and he said possibly 2,000 people, I <laughs> What? I'm thinking maybe a hundred max. Yeah. hundred yeah. max. <laughs> Maxing out at hundred. Oh, yeah. There were a hundred in like the second section. Yeah. You know? yeah. Oh, man. man. We, were, we were really impressed. I mean, honestly, when you got up in, in, and we talked about it on Monday, that was one of the most raw, real, uh, it felt like more than just like, yeah, we got some ex-NFL player to come and do the diva. You know what I mean? Like, Because yeah. we've heard that hundreds of times. Baseball players, NBA players come in and do these little, you know, like, and, and this is what it takes to be great, which is good. Mm-hmm. But what you did was was come in and, like, I think that whole football team that was there, like, felt it. Mm-hmm. And I felt it. Mm-hmm. And, and did you cry? I didn't cry. Well, I don't have tear ducts. He got a Okay. Straight up, I, the yeah. last time I cried yeah. was at my wedding – Almost four years ago. I don't cry. I don't know. It's weird. I, I just don't yeah. have tear ducts. Did you, did you cry because you were giving up your life or you were starting to lie? <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, thank you all for being on the yeah. podcast. We're going to end it here. Anna, I love you. Um, it's over. It's over. Uh, my life was, is done. <laughs> she was just so pretty is what it was. She walked out and I was like, oh, my goodness. Um, <laughs> I don't know what it is. I just don't cry. Um, just, just playing, ladies' wives. Just playing. Just playing. Oh, that really. And I know she's listening, and she's gonna hit me. It's not true. I love you so much. Um, yeah, she's funny. Um, yeah, I think uh, I think what you did that Sunday was awesome. I, I loved Darrell coming up there and 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 introducing you two and talking about brand of a champion and all that. See, I thought it just felt so. Real, nothing felt forced. Yeah, Sonya coming up, your wife coming up, that was really neat. Yeah, and Sonya coming up and kind of like, you know, you got this. Like, I mean, it felt like it felt like y'all all came in there as like a unit, as a family. You know what I'm saying? Like, what we did straight up. I mean, that is what happened. That's exactly what happened. It's just because you know you get you get a lot of these people that come in and, and like they'll hide in the green room right after. You know what I'm saying? Or like it just it feels like okay, that was great. You know. That just felt different. The room felt heavy. Um, it, it did. I'm telling you, bro, it was heavy. It was like. It just messed the whole room up. I didn't expect. Like, here's what I thought. Straight up, what I thought was yeah. was Aaron. Because I don't, I mean, I don't know you from anybody or or Darrell. And, yeah. and so when y'all came up and did what you, what I thought was you were going to come up there and give a speech about leadership. Yeah. And then be done. I was like, all right, good gridiron day. Yeah. But what happened was, like, you know. The, the pauses, it wasn't like when, when you had the pause. I know you were thinking about it, but when you had the pause, it, it wasn't an awkward pause. It was yeah. like, dude, I'm afraid the next word he says, we're all going <laughs> to lose it. I, told, I said, it seemed, and he's never done this before. I, First I, time ever doing that. I almost professionally listened to speakers. Mm-hmm. Like Since I was a teenager, I always thought I was going to be like the next Malcolm X, standing up on podiums, leading our people to greatness and yeah, yeah. You know, perfect humanity and everything. So I listened to speakers all day long. And I told them, like, dude, those pauses was, like, perfect time. And, like, it was ridiculous. Some of the pauses, the pause may have made people cry. Because, like you said, it's <laughs> like, oh, my God, I don't know what's coming. Like, oh, my God. As soon as he says the, I'm going to yeah. be like, <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, Thank it, you, was, Aaron. it was crazy. It was crazy. I, I didn't oh. expect, and I know the crazy thing is, is like you said, the, the stories being similar. We had to talk. We were talking the night before, and I hadn't heard his his what he was gonna say. And I was talking to his wife. Mm-hmm. Just Lane knows a little bit of my story, but not detail detail. So she's talking to me about how I grew up, and I'm telling her everything. Boom, boom, boom. <laughs> you know. And what's so crazy is he gets up, and the question she was asking, he was answering. But me and him had never mm-hmm. talked about his speech, and I basically told her exactly the same thing that he talked about <laughs> in the speech. And I don't know if it clicked to her, like, wait a minute, this is crazy. It was like the exact same thing. Oh, so man. It, it was, it was, I was listening like, oh, this is crazy. Like, this is crazy. And that's why it hit me, too, you know. It's Everybody's some things, crying. I mean. it's, some th- it's some things like... Uh, Anybody from now on, when y'all speak, y'all can ask them about the little blue metallic cookie can. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, you can ask them. Any, but no, they're different. So relatable. In different homes. You know that too. Yeah. See, now you see how we just brought those two worlds together. Like I love those cookies. You know what I mean? Well, let me what, tell what you what was in our yeah, can. Yeah, cookies. What, no cookies in our house. No cookies in that can. Actually, I didn't even know that was a cookie can. I just remember cookies being on the thing. You know? So. Oh, no. That's what I'm talking about, bringing yeah. the two worlds so, together. No, you know, so. Durrell's Dur- Dur- got like eight wins today. Yeah. Yeah. That's not it at all. <laughs> yeah. So, those, so those things, man, is like, oh, it was great. I mean, my jaw dropped. Some of the stuff he said, I was like, oh, my God, does he does he know where we at, you know? <laughs> but it's like, you know, the demographics are different. It's a different yeah, demographic. Yeah. I don't know what you mean. Yeah. It's a different demographic. Backyards, not backyards. Right? So, See, now we're all, we brought it right back. back. We bookended this yeah. podcast. Oh, but, when I, but, but when people heard it, the, you put it together, right? I mean, you recorded it? Yeah, the pocket. So yeah. when I when I reposted it, any of my people, the people that grew up where I grew up at, or family members, the same thing. When they heard Blue Metallic Can, it's like, oh my goodness, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They knew immediately. And then and then guys like me and Chris were like, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I love the cookies. I love those cookies. <laughs> I love those. Cookies. Or those chocolate chip or sugar. Yeah. yeah. I love Sorry, macadamia and cookies. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Smiles, yeah. It's like. Drugs. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh. Yeah. So it was so, weird. Me and Anna just started talking about our favorite cookies from Subway yeah. right after that. Yeah. So weird. Yeah. But but to, to, to bring it in is like, just so you guys know, yeah, that metallic cookie can was not like that in only his house. Yeah. You go to our neighborhood, that what was in every metallic mm. cookie can. Mm. So it's it's. Everybody would understand it. Yeah, everybody would yeah. understand it. Man. So it was just like, like I said, some of those things, man. He said was, I told him, I said, you, you were on that level, like, like a professional speaker. Yeah, and I do wish he. I hope, I hope. <laughs> and he left out a part of the of yeah. his thing. He left out a part, and I was like, you need to do that. Like I encourage him to do it again. You can say the same thing again somewhere else. You know, that thing was great. It impacted a lot of people. We received a lot of feedback about it being the most powerful uh, testimony they've ever heard in their lives. Yeah, and a lot of it had to do, I mean, like, obviously the story is, like, authentic and real, but a lot of it had to do with the presentation of it. Yeah. And so, um, 
Yeah, walking out of there, not one person felt like, you know, uh, I don't know about that. Like, I don't know what it was in your head, but I know in, in everyone else's <coughs> heads, I mean, you could see what was what they were thinking through their eyes because they, I mean, all, everyone's in there crying. So, uh, that was crazy. It was an out of body experience. Man, that's, I've never experienced anything like that before in my life. Y'all, dude, Ever. y'all have nailed it. That I mean, made Gridiron Day. Man. So, really appreciative of what you guys are doing. Uh, very appreciative that you guys would come on to the podcast yes, today. Sir. Last last second, you know, kind of deal. This is actually going to be a bonus episode. Um, that's going to be. I was going to save this just so everybody knows. Everybody, everybody. <laughs> yeah. I was going to save this for the first episode of season three, but since we're coming off Great Iron Day, this is going to be a bonus episode. So at the time of this recording, is today Thursday? Man, today yeah. be th- it's Thursday. Um, I feel like it was just Great Iron Day. Uh, <laughs> Today's Thursday, so this is actually going to come out on. Uh, so when you're listening to this, it should be Wednesday, just mm-hmm. so everyone knows. If it's not Wednesday, y'all fire me. Um, <laughs> I don't work for you, Corn. Um, <laughs> so, anyways, uh, if people wanted to find you, Durrell, if they wanted to find out what you're doing or find you on social media, how could they do that? Uh, they can go to our website. It's a uh, brandofachampion.com. Okay. Uh, it has generally everything that we do. We have calendars. Uh, it has the link uh, or the tab for our football program. Um, any activities as far as events. I mean, we do plan on doing more activities in Villarica, like um, you know, whether it's a community day, uh, fundraisers uh, to help support the sports programs for the kids uh, to cut costs for them. Yeah. Uh, but they can go to brandofchampion.com. Uh, they can find us on uh, Facebook at Rossley at Rossley Longhorns, Instagram at Rossley Longhorns. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. Oh. And, yeah, if you do want to support and you're from anywhere, on brandofachampion.com, there is a donation link. You can click that. And, yeah. uh, you know, whether you sponsor a kid or just donate to us any academic programs or athletic programs that we have. Yeah, go after that. If, if, if you're listening right now, I know a lot of you are. Go after that. Don't don't just hear it. Go do it. Mm-hmm. Aaron, how can they connect with you? Um, all of those platforms that, that Darrell mentioned and then um, unlike Darrell, I have a personal. <laughs> yeah, let's get with that, Daryl. Because I, 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 I don't matter. Ooh. It's not about me. It's not about me. No. I mean, not to say that it's, he's making it about him. Ouch. But when you're a, Ouch. When, you know, when you're a celebrity, they make you yeah, right, get a page. Right. Yeah. No, I'm with you. So, so that's, that's why he has it. Um, <laughs> so mine is Ross. Damn, what is mine? Uh, I'm Ross not Boy good 31. at social media Ross at all. Ross Boy 31. Ross Boy 31. Okay. Um, what is it? At? At Ross, at Ross Boy 31 on um, Instagram, and Darrell's teaching me this Facebook thing. Facebook, I guess, is just your name, Aaron, Aaron Ross. Ross. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not good at yeah. social media. He said, but, but, he said this Facebook thing like it just came out. But, I'm on MySpace. Uh, also, he has, uh, in Austin, of course, uh, he has a company called Rossley uh, Chauffeur Service too. So okay, yeah, I saw that. Yeah. So anybody who has a company that you know wants a more um, more service as far as a driving yeah. driving service. Yeah, this is yeah. just a chauffeur service that we started about four years ago when I retired. Um, being in New York, of course, you don't drive, so I had a, a chauffeur there in New York when I wanted to go into the city or, or whatever. And um, I was able to learn the business from him and see how the business worked. And, um, of course, being a professional athlete, young, you have a few cars in your arsenal. Sure. So um, once I retired, I was like, hey, well, I'll use these cars to 
start a car service. And um, that's how Ross Elite came about. And um, being in all, living in Austin, being connected to the University of Texas, um, they gave us basically the laid out the red carpet for us for to take care of all of their executives and then of course word of mouth get a, gets around and um, understanding once again being on both sides um, of the industry being an actual passenger experiencing great service and now being an owner I know exactly what the passengers the passengers are looking for so um, I was able to create the Ross Elite Chauffeur Company mm. by the experiences that I had being a passenger. Gotcha. So um, that's that's what we're doing in, in Austin now. Um, this is his fourth year. And um, if you're ever in Austin, um, we take care of everything. Weddings, um, quinceañeras, um, <laughs> proms, anything you need car service for, we take care of it. So, And we also have a uh, a, a part of that service that's um, concierge service. So if you have a birthday, we go to the store and get your get the balloons, the cake, the pick up your wedding dress, whatever whatever you need. It's a full concierge service. So okay. that's why it's the whole Ross Elite chauffeur service. Yeah. Okay. I respect that. That's awesome, guys. That's uh, that's Aaron and Darrell right there. That's their story, and it matters, and so does yours. Make sure if you haven't already, make sure you subscribe on Spotify, and iTunes, or wherever you download podcast because it, it should be it or where i don't know um <laughs> I, I put it everywhere i can and if you haven't rated us five stars on itunes make sure you do it because we love the ratings Drew? oh i forgot one thing yeah hit it any mothers out there also mm. make sure that they go check out his wife has a blog that supports uh mothers it's called sonny has a blog yes yeah, called okay. mommy nation so uh That's you can cool. go to that mommynation.com and it'll you know um you can give a testimony on there. You can read a testimony, but it's a lot of insight on motherhood and it supports mothers. Yeah, that's awesome. And, that, it, and it helps husbands. Oh, yeah. I've learned that <laughs> it's, it's been helping yeah. our relationship a lot, and I'm sure Darrell yeah. can attest to that. To that. So, fothers and husbands, encourage your wives to go um, check that blog out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. It's crazy from the, like the the five minutes that she was up there, uh, like. Anna was locked in. She was like, "What's she gonna say? What's she gonna say?" Oh, she's a pro. That, yeah. yeah, she's awesome. That's, that's that part what, in the um, she does. everyone loved that part where she, you know, I mean, obviously it's like one of the most famous Olympic stories ever when she chased down the, the Russian, Russian yeah. lady. Yeah. I didn't. I did not expect. It's like a Terminator movie. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, I didn't expect because we've shown that video in there probably three times before that day, yeah. and they just, you know, when it's over, they clap and. Then someone will get up and be like, all right, don't forget Gridiron Day, you know. Yeah, yeah. But then in, in the moment when we were watching it, everyone, like, we as soon as she's running them down, yeah, everyone's yeah. like, yeah, <laughs> do it. Yeah. That's my favorite clip yeah. of all time. I've seen her seen run a hundred times, but that's my favorite by far. Even over the, the her actually winning the goal in her individual event. That was the relay in her individual. That one is by far the the best best one to me because so of what crazy. she went through before that mm. she actually lost when she was supposed to win the individual yeah so her getting through that adversity and coming back and beating the russian team while she was behind mm -hmm. it, the story behind it that led up to that makes it if i had more time I, I wanted to include that 
I wanted to put the whole thing together. Yeah. It, but like, you know, I had a certain amount of time we could put out there of anyway. Course, of course. And so, yeah, I, I, I love finding clips of you guys doing yeah. everything that you've always <laughs> done. So, um, yeah, you guys are awesome. When, when, when y'all's families walked down the stage and went and, and I sat y'all in the wrong spot and then they moved you, um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> they just said find the front row and every front row was taken. Uh, anyway, when, when y'all walked down, Anna was like, those, those are some of the best looking couples I've ever seen in my life. And then I looked, I didn't even say, I just looked at her and I was like, what about us? <laughs> I think we're pretty hot. Yeah. Yeah. That was nice. That was real nice. And she didn't, I don't even, I don't know if she didn't hear me say that. She just didn't even respond. No, she just looked through me. Oh man. That's funny. So, you know, I guess congrats to y'all. Uh, but yeah, that's, uh, that's Aaron and Durrell. Y'all stories uh, matter. I, I appreciate y'all sharing them. That, that's going to add value to a lot of people. So um, I know it will for us, and it did Sunday to a lot of people as well. It's real. It's raw. And that's what this is all about. So make sure if you haven't yet subscribed for the next one, this is a bonus episode for season two. We will see you guys next time.